This is Comictating, the comic book review arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? What's up, comic fans? Welcome back to the latest issue of Comictating. I'm joined, as always, by my partner, Sebastian. Uh, last week was, uh, it's kind of like our bye week for football. We had a little skip week here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not a, not a ton of number ones last week, not a ton of number ones this week. So we combined the two weeks together. Uh, found three books for you. We have uh, Redline from Oni Press, Grass Kings from Boom Studios. But we're going to start with the DC Comics Rebirth Batman, or Batwoman, Batman, jeez, Batwoman number one. We had the Rebirth special a couple weeks ago, about a month ago. I think it's a month ago. Yeah, just about a month. Yeah, and this is the number one that gets into the regular series. Same creators, so uh, we've got the same team that did the the Rebirth special. Marguerite Bennett and James Tinney in the fourth as the writers, and of course Steve Epting is the artist, which is something we were Amazing. really happy with. Yeah, we, we, we love Epting. If you like the Rebirth special, you're going to like this. It, I, it it's got an international flavor to it, which I think is cool. Batwoman is on the trail of the uh, the monster serum that was seen in the Night of the Monsters crossover last year. As uh, someone's, they're kind of selling it on the black market, and she's trying to track it down. She's been tasked by Bruce to find where this is and shut it down. So this is kind of her adventure through this, right. which takes her to. Um, is she in Turkey or is she in one of the made up? Oh, yeah, she's in Istanbul. I was going to say, sometimes DC has all those fake, the, the the fake, fake countries, countries and, and stuff like cities. that, so you're trying to figure out if, if it's one of those. So, right. yeah, she's in the she's in the bazaar there tracking this down, and uh, she tracks down a character, and then another character comes in and kind of takes her uh, takes Kate's prey away from her. Right. And it's sort of set up like a, very much like a, like a suicide bombing or something. There's a guy who's yeah. in the middle of this crowded bazaar, and he's getting ready to inject himself with the monster serum... And that's when a fight ensues, and then we do have a mysterious new character that we will uh, find out more about. Knifey McStabstab. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's the the that uh, classic scene in a lot of those uh, thrillers, spy thrillers. You know, where'd you get the drugs? Where'd you do this? Where? And then all of a sudden, a knife comes from out of nowhere, kills the man. Uh, I believe best used in the classic Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Yes, of course. <laughs> Where they have is it Zam Wessel, I think, is the bounty hunter that they're, that they're the shaking down. Yeah, and then the uh, saber dart comes from Django and and kills her. Uh, just before she reveals what's going on, the beloved uh, shape changing, yep, uh, scum bounty hunter, scum bounty hunter, um, who could have just shot Queen Amidala from the window, but had this no, no, convoluted no. plan to do, put in like monster do, centipedes, yeah, super centipedes, dinos, especially dino since she had a probe droid that was looking into the window to see it happening. It's gotta. Be, it's gotta. There's an. There's an art to assassination. That's just. There's no there's art a flare. to just. Yeah. There's no art to just blowing her brains out. Uh, that's why one of my favorite assassins. In Even fiction. though they first start tried to blow her up. Yes, which was very simple. <laughs> yes. Blow up the ship. The most direct way, and then no, 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 too direct. We gotta go very subtle. So we have like an international flavor. Her home base, her bat cave, as it was, is a uh, is a yacht. She's working with uh, Tuxedo One, Alfred Pennyworth's daughter. I don't even remember her first name. Yeah, she's been introduced. It's, she's uh, been introduced, but it was also one of those weird things where it's like, oh yeah, I yeah, that's right. They that have that. Alfred have has uh, his daughter and is uh, is Batwoman's assistant now. Yeah, it's kind of the 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 Pennyworth. Yeah, she was Pennyworth one for a while, I think, right, or something right. like that in uh, in Snyder's run. Uh, so they've got kind of the trappings of the the Batman aesthetic, but there's enough of a difference. There's there's tweaks on it. I mean, obviously they're both women. Um, uh, the tuxedo one as a character is a little bit different than Alfred. 
she seems to be much more closer to her to her charge in a way um i do love that, that when they're on the boat it's all in in british the authorizing is with an s yes you know so it's in the british spelling so so that's fun and then we get uh, just like in the the, the rebirth one we get a, a what they call the lost year so she's got this flashback sequence that's done in black white and red so you know gray tones and, and the red of her hair and the red is very reminiscent of the way that they colored the first elegy uh piece yes where the reds really pop through a, a very stark uh background and what i like about it that part of it in terms of the flashback it's not very long no no it's only what like three pages if max. that um but it gives you just a little bit of a clue as to kind of what's going on and then the end is there you know there's a mystery she she ends up in a place that she's been in before right and you're left trying to figure out what that connection in this island at this place is with this black market uh monster serum uh sellathon going through and there's hints of of who it could be in terms of someone from her past or someone that she knows so it's it's a solid book it's i i I, I liked it a lot. I mean, it's, it's kind of, the, you have those tiers of Batman. You have like detective comics that we were like in Batman and Nightwing, which have been really good. Right. And then some of the Mishma in, in the bottom that, that, you know, can suit some people, maybe something that we, we don't enjoy. Um, Nightwing's kind of a, an, an akin to this where it's just a book that is solid as a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. It has, it's got the right amount of pacing to it. The stories are very, very lively. They're very fun. The characters feel on point with the, uh, with some of the best representations of the characters, especially yeah. when you look at Batwoman, you're going to go back to the Greg Rucker one. Run, yeah. And that's what you're going to use as sort of your template for how you see the character. And they do a very good job of continuing what he did in spirit. And it fits in, of course, because James Tinian is writing it as well. Uh, it fits in with Batwoman's character through detective, the way yes. that she's been placed there. The one-on-one aspect of her and tuxedo one is, is another hallmark of, you know, great Batman books where it was just Bruce and Alfred, versus the Gothamites in the, right. in the world. And so that dynamic's represented here, too. But it's nice that, I mean, Bruce doesn't even make an, an appearance in this. There's, I think there might be two mentions of Batman at all Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, through it. Because, of course, in, in any of these types of books where there's kind of his team of people or his gallery of, of allies, he's going to get mentioned. But there isn't a real presence there. She kind of has her own way of doing these it, it, it when she gets off the yacht and the in the, in the island the second place she goes to it's the middle of the day and she's in full costume yeah and it's something that jarred at me where i'm just oh yeah they do walk around full costume one time you know, it's, it's like it's it's almost like a they're trying to set themselves apart and that she works in the daylight you know she's, right she's and here in the day when she's in the market um i couldn't even say cap capuli karasi capuli karasi whatever the the name of the, yeah, the grand bazaar of istanbul um and there's, yeah, there's real feeling to it when they, they talk about how many people are there and, and stuff like that. So there's definitely two writers that have done their homework and they give a feel of that international flavor. I mean, yeah. as a James Bond fan, did you feel it? I did. Do, no, do absolutely. Especially because that opening sequence in its own little weird way did feel sort of like that pre-gun barrel sequence where you, she's, you know, but, you know, done in comic form where the characters sort of need to express their emotions with thought bubbles and stuff like that, so you yeah. know what's going through her head. I'm looking for this guy. The nice shots of uh, of the assailant walking through the bazaar, being very suspicious, and then she jumps down from the ceiling. And then, of course, once he is once he is eliminated by the organization who is selling the monster serum, you sort of jump right into the meat of the book, and you know with the loose little association of what's going on. And I like that the book is even though it's cut from the same cloth as Detective Comics, because th that has a huge cast of characters right now, 
This is also very much, if you're not reading Detective Comics, you don't have to worry no. about anything going on, and that's always appreciated, that you're not sort of forced to go out like, oh no, what's she talking about here? What's she talking about here? No, you can just read this book and enjoy yeah, there yourself. There isn't really even a mention of her team of Detective. And right. What, what the, the, she has a different mission with that team as been not necessarily assigned by Bruce, but kind of agreed on between the two of them as to what that team is, is expected to accomplish and then what she is expected to accomplish on her own. Yes. And she even tells weird. Batman, all right, like, you have work to do, I have work to do. This, yeah. You know, we're teaming up, but... Get you know, it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, our, our work lives are very separate from our team-up lives. Batman's yeah. on the cover of this book. He's not even in the book. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he's got that's a, a, yeah it's a really nice cover, too. Yeah, it's a beautiful cover. Yeah, there's a couple others cover. that are in there. I mean, we don't know who... We don't oh, know. no, that's Renee. Is that's that Renee? Her name. That's Renee, and then that's her father. That's her dad. That's yeah. Tuxedo One. Tuxedo One, yes. We're pointing we it. We have our assassin on the cover. Yeah. Guess which one? And uh, Batman, along Batman. with Batwoman. And Batman. So, you know, just really, really fun. Batwoman's always been a really, really solid book, and it's just good to have Batwoman back. Yeah, it's nice to see Kate back. It's always fun to have the, that... Like I said, I really like the um, the uh, the the flashback story with the red and the grays and everything. Yeah, it's just a, and it's a style doing... that fits Steve uh, Epting very well. Yeah, the Winter Soldier uh, storylines yes. for Cap, the background, the backstories of that were were that way too. Right, and they're only doing you know they're not taking up full issue time or half an issue yeah. to do these flashbacks. They're giving it's you little, just enough. Yeah, it's just enough, and they follow through in every subsequent book, so it feels like you're getting that little mini story. And it doesn't take away from everything else going on around it. Really, yeah. really good stuff. From there, we move on to Boom Studios' Grass Kings, uh, written by Matt Kint. Kint? Kint. I think it's Kint. K-I-N-D-T. Uh, art by Tyler Jenkins. Um, I love the presentation of this book. It's cool. It's, like it's, got, yeah. it's got a good cover. It's got a good cardstock cover. Yes, it's a... Good flypaper. The moment the moment I opened it, I was like, oh my, oh my yeah. goodness, feel this cover. This is amazing. It was, the, first, the first time I saw the solicitation... Was that semi-gloss? Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw the solicitation for this, I was excited because the character walking across the front of the cover has a hockey stick. Yeah. <laughs> like, woohoo, hockey the stick. Pages on the inside are really, really nice. I yeah. enjoy a really well-printed book. Yes, and it definitely it definitely has that. Um, if you've read Matt Kite before, Revolver, Mind Management, Department H, um, definitely a, a, a different voice in, uh, uh, in 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 comics to a certain degree. Much like the you know Lemire self published stuff. Right, uh, right. Those those types of Revolver is amazing. Revolver is one of the best things I've ever read. Uh, do yourself a favor if you Please haven't read already. It, yes. Go get Revolver. There was that uh, TV show that was on NBC. A couple of years ago, that had um, uh, Draco's father, right? Uh, who's now the captain of the new Star the, the, the yeah, Starship? I, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he's actually really good. It's a wonderful actor, yeah. He's Lucius Malfoy. Lucius, in... Ma Lucius. That's what I can remember. Is like, what is Draco's father's name? Um, but it was the same type of story where he goes to sleep and he wakes up immediately in another world, another life that yes, he's living. Yes, and this one has to deal with, I believe, it's his. Son is killed in was one. Was that NBC? Yeah, I thought it was. Um, but as I'm watching, I'm going, "This is Revolver." Because yes. Revolver yeah. is Revolver takes place. You know, it's the the normal life for this this main character, and then he goes to sleep and he wakes up immediately in a world that is at war and trying to he's figure out like. Well, this life is kind of boring now. When my other life is a fight for survival, right? You know? uh, which life is real? Yeah, you know, it's a so that's the type of stuff that Kent can get into here. It's it's a little more straightforward um, as we get. Boy, it's a, it's a hard book to explain. I mean, we we start with Native Americans killing each other, right? 
uh, on uh, on this 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 lakeside here. We have the passing of the seasons, so we know yeah. that that this specific plot of land is sort of intrinsically the same throughout time, no matter who's settling it. Yeah, kind strange of the same goings on. There. Yeah, they they do take you through sort of the development of this town, where you know the Indians uh, are yeah, gone, settlers have shown up, the town builds up, yeah. and then you get uh, you know because like and even the Indians here, they're sort of devastated. The earth returns itself to normal. Settlers show up. They build up the town. Then you get to present day. And there's also some really strange stuff going on. Like, there's this moment where this kid is being arrested, right? At, you know, right sort of in that opening of the book. And he's like, you know, you know, the sheriff in my town, you know, told me that you guys aren't really cops. And this land, you know, is, is land that isn't really owned by any of the people living here. And that was yeah. very strange right at the beginning. There's a lot of information that's thrown at you very quickly that is not resolved it's it's you've got to work through it it's definitely right. not a book that's going to tell you a b c d e f g it's going to tell you c and it's going to tell you g and you've got to figure out the rest of it as it's going through um but it's all done in dialogue it's all done in its presentation um through this kind of car ride as this this sheriff who may or may not be a sheriff has who a may kid or may basically not be a yeah from, from another town and they go through this uh, may or may not even be a real town yeah as they go through they're kind of like finding these different characters and these different these different people it like i said it, it's it's almost a hard thing to kind of go through versus just saying go read it right you know it go 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 immerse yourself in it um this there is are, one of the books that came out last week so i yeah. read it uh, i read it last wednesday and it was definitely something that i was just kind of immersed in it reminds me a lot of jeff lemire stuff in in a way i mean the, the art's a little different but it's got that same kind of coloring feel uh, it's a watercolor type feel so not not everything's filled in the backgrounds can be sparse but you know what's going sparse and, and they know what's going through the dialogue is fantastic um there's got it like a, a a a sinister undertone to it right because we have a missing persons thing that goes yeah. on but then other people like are strangely aware of uh sort of what happens in the book as a part resolution for like this missing persons thing so there's a lot going on here it's got uh it's almost a twin peaks a little bit sort of yeah. that feel okay. you know i mean except we're sort of the outsider looking into this small town instead of following a detective yeah it's not as it's not as like weird weird but it definitely right. has some of those yeah it doesn't have the it. super surreal elements but there's some stuff in there that definitely is like okay this is this is a very strange small town we have people in surrounding towns who are like you're not even really a town i heard that yes. you all stole this land and it's not really you're not really a police force and okay interesting what, what what's happening here so definitely going to go back and and check out issue number two when it comes out because the book definitely is interesting enough it's got that hook yeah is, is you really just like wait what that what it, it's one of those like what the hell's going on yeah you know? what do you mean what do the indians have yeah. to do with this uh, there's there's written laws and then there's the other kind you know stuff like that where it's it's definitely uh almost everyone in this book acts strangely suspicious and i don't know if that's the intention but even reading the book i kind of got that feeling that everybody knows something but we're supposed to know that they're holding back. Yeah, there's definitely it's pulling pulling information out. So yeah, it's, it's presented so nice. It's yeah, so the, it's a, it's also definitely something you know you know I I enjoy reading comics and I enjoy collecting like really nice hardcover collected editions. But just this comic itself, I picked it up it's like oh this cardstock cover is awesome. Wow, remember when they used to do this? This is so good. Yes, it was glossy paper for Marvel and it was a dollar twenty five. Oh, the good old days. Uh. <laughs> So yes, we, we, we both enjoyed Grass Kings. Uh, I want to talk about Redline number one from Oni 
Press. Uh, again, this is a book that came out last week. Neil Holman is the writer. Clayton McCormack is the artist. Uh, I'm always a sucker for a decent kind of sci-fi book. Uh, we we open on Mars. We have a military unit collecting garbage in an abandoned settlement. Yeah. Um, so you, you kind of know right away where where you're at. You've got some some like just garbage collectors, and then you got a guy in a power suit type feel. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever read Starship Troopers, uh, the I immediately was like. This kind of reminds me of the power armor that they wear in Starship yeah. Troopers. And then even their uh, garbage truck looks like uh, it's got a little bit of the APC from Aliens in it. The tires with the the armored caps yep. on them. The, so. Yeah, with the access through the, the caps. Um, as they're collecting garbage, there's a, they, they find a bag that turns out to be a body, and the body is a bomb. And an alien body. An alien body, excuse me, yes. So there is a, there's an alien presence with it. And so the rest of it is just kind of this investigation as these soldiers go through here. Right. And what we happened? get who did this? Yeah, we get like the company kind of feel that's always up there. Um, military's there. The, the the politician type is is there, and and the aliens are there. It's very gruff. It's it is very. It's, um, there's a little bit of the like again. We, you know, I mentioned aliens and I mentioned Starship Troopers to sort of piggyback on that. There's uh, one scene that's very Paul Verhoeven where. Oh yeah. So the the news organizations are talking about uh, sort of what's going on on Mars. There's 60 people who've been killed so far. And it's weird because uh, two of the faces, uh, one of them looks like an old Bill Clinton. And then another one, there's that scene in Starship Troopers where they have that sort of talk show. And you have the guy who's like, brain bungs. I find the thought of a bung that's smart offensive. And he's got the bow ties. Like, that looks like he was pulled straight out of the Starship Troopers movie. Yeah, it's definitely, there's a there's a homage to it to a certain way. Yeah, because Paul Verhoeven, especially for his, like, dystopian sociopathic sci-fi worlds he likes to have that like satirical tv news element yeah and so you know obviously these different people are kind of pressured against each other and these soldiers are trying to figure it out and you kind of follow this uh, the sergeant superintendent whatever you want to call it um that's kind of the, the the lead on this and these other soldiers through and there's a lot of the, the type of kind of you know ribbing and and, and pushing and jostling uh, it's got that, soldiers that very, yeah, yeah, like the camaraderie between soldiers, and then they find a clue, and that's when the plot thickens. Yeah, and and it goes from there, and again, because the funny is the way they find the clue is actually a very cool plot point or, or, or yeah, a fun way to do it. So I don't want to give it away here. It's like it's it's really kind of yeah, a really cool thing. The book has like the book has a very lighthearted feel to it, especially for the subject matter going on. Yes, I mean the under the undercurrent is very serious to the characters and the way they act yes and if you know anything about if you've ever read tales of that kind of you know battle or war you read sebastian junger's war or um uh mark bowden's black hawk down that exists you're there in the middle of a firefight and you're you know cracking jokes with each other because there's just no other way you can deal with it your mind is is essentially going what this isn't what the hell's going on so that that kind of piece is there um the art is, uh, it, I mean, heavy, but not in a bad way. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of line work. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of ink work to it. 
um, but it's got a it's got a washed feel to it. It's got a grit to it. You know, right, right. It's not the the color tones aren't very subdued, yeah. but they're not like bright, saturated primary colors either. Yeah, there's a lot of black and gray kind of like it. It, it almost feels it's, it's like a sandpaper through yeah, it. Yeah, like you a look, tan. You look through their their armor, or whatever. There's lots of lots of spots and dots and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, somebody toned down the saturation just a bit when they did the colors, and it gave it yeah. just that right feel. Because and because there's, I mean, the, the the environment plays a big part of this in terms of the rocks and the sand and the, and and the, the grounds. There. And again, so it's, it it's all, works, yeah. also, uh, you know, what the, we, use, we talk about the use of color where, you know, the soldiers and the the technology and the environment are all browns and grays and dark greens. But then the aliens are, are bright blue against this very muted background. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was something that, that, again, I had no idea what this book was beforehand. And, and it's, it kind of caught me off guard because usually I kind of find these sort of things you know something like Cluster or Copperhead yeah these yeah. kind of of space books like this you know where they take place on another planet and, and there's there's definitely a, a more grounded feel to it but um, this was my surprise of last week I really loved this book uh, like I said the dialogue really works for it it moves along at a good pace the characters are interesting the uh, the the dynamic between these forces that are Sort of working on the same side. We've seen it in a thousand different places. You know, you talk about aliens. It's the company. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's a poor, mad about you, uh, company man trying to save the aliens for the com- for to bring them back to Earth. Paul um, Reiser. Yeah, Paul Reiser, versus Sigourney Weaver and and dearly departed Bill. You're having paranoid delusions. Oh boy. Um, but yeah. It, the cover isn't as grabbing, which was unfortunate. No, the know, bottom is great. The design work on the bottom of the human hands going up and the one alien hand going down is yeah, quite cool. Yeah. Um, there is a variant cover for it, which I was actually I thought was a lot better. It was a lot stronger. Um, but uh, it is it, it's it's a grabbing image, but it's not necessarily. I guess I would cover the book in terms of certain. It's yeah, kind of, kind of the feel for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it, but definitely if you and I think if you enjoy some of that Paul Verhoeven, some of the like the war stories kind of stuff, you might enjoy that because it's also got his total recall feel to it, just a little bit. Just yeah, okay. I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know, with with all the people it takes on place Mars, on Mars. Yeah, Mars. You, know, you got to go to Mars and then they colonize it and get other aliens. Yeah, and they're just you know even the aliens in this book kind of look like the Martians or like the the images that we have of the Martians with like the three fingers and stuff like that. Yeah, when they activate the the terraforming machine. I mean, it's, it's not Quato, you know. It comes out of the it comes out of the, the chest and all of the things there. Um, but yeah, if you like those kind of books that take place, you know, a, a space book, but in terms of like it takes place on a planet. Yeah, and, you know, it's not a, it's waiting not for Michael Ironside to show up. Yeah, um, see you at the party, Richter. Uh, I miss that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. That there's a, that that movie has a strange charm to it. That movie's amazing. That I mean, uh, Colin never... Farrell does not have the personality. No, to, to that match. makes Arnie movies so great is Arnie. It's the same yes. with Predator. You can never really have a Predator film that 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 succeeds in the same way because you just can't have something like you're one ugly motherfucker. You know, <laughs> come on, kill me. <laughs> I'm right kill here. Now. Kill me now. Oh, I'm excited. I get, Jake Busey was cast in the third official predator i don't count predators i'm sorry uh predators wasn't that bad no but predators is also like completely like oh we have a so there's two species of predators and they also hunt the regular predators like why because reasons because because reasons because there was a dog in it which is which is cool like it's like i predators having a hunting dogs great having like the drones that fly over awesome uh, I will never buy Adrian Brody as a crazed serial killer, <laughs> ever. 
No, that was still for Grace. Well, I, well, he was yes, he was also the hero. But who's Adrian Brody was the hero, but he was like a mass murderer or something. Was he? Yeah, I thought he was just a soldier. But he was also in prison because they gathered everybody oh. from prisons. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. They, they were all they were all criminals on Earth that were kidnapped from their prison. Want a better version of Predators? Go back and watch. Um, uh, what is it? Pitch Pitch Black. Yes. The, yeah. The, Vin, the, the good Vin Diesel the movie. The good Vin Diesel movie. That Pitch movie's Black. awesome. That is that. Yeah. The the first Riddick movie. Yeah. But yeah, I know. And I then have. they're like, "Oh, we'll make Riddick." No, it that no, stop it. But uh, Jake, oh, but, but Jake Riddick. Busey cast in the movie from Starship Troopers. That's how we're that's how we're closing this out. How we're getting round about Jake Busey was Ace Levy in Starship Troopers, but he's also actually Gary Busey's son. So rumor is is that he may be playing the younger character uh, that Gary Busey played in Predator Two, who worked for the Utani Company before the merger oh. and was hunting the Predator in the city. I think I've seen Predator Two once. That's a movie that it, it's got a bizarre tone, but it's got a lot, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, they pulled a lot of Dark Horse's ideas. They pulled from everything it. from Dark Horse's idea, yeah, and except except for that, that it was Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother. Yes, yeah. yeah. The Dark Horse yeah. book, it's it's uh, Dutch's brother. Is was his name Dutch or his brother's name is Dutch? Yeah, it was Dutch it, in the book. Yeah, yeah. There's that <laughs> or in the movie, it, it, Arnold's great, character is Dutch. Yeah, there's that great. Uh, his name is Dutch. He's not Dutch. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, there's a great shot in that comic. It's yeah, he works for the New York City Police Department, but he's this like jacked up bodybuilder. Right. He, no, he looks like Arnie. He's and it's basically like, Arnold. In the it's book. not a cop, bro. Come on. That's why <laughs> cops if you see like ripped like that. If there was one change made, then I I, I kind of I respect the choice of Danny Glover as the cop and yeah. Bill, the late great Bill Paxton to fulfill his role of having been killed by the Predator, the Alien, and the Terminator. In a way, he doesn't get killed by the by the alien doesn't he yeah he gets pulled uh from in aliens oh no yes yes yeah, no, he you're gets right, pulled you're right, into right. The, no into i was the thinking floor. of um uh Bishop. the office no the officer that uh, when velasquez pulls the the grenade oh yeah, the yeah they kill each other yeah yeah I, I, for some reason i thought that was that was bill paxton's character i thought that was hicks's character yeah gorman's there. character who's yeah like, starts his way like as like oh i'm not ready for this yeah. I, i've only uh, done any done these missions as simulations no and then yes they get scorny weaver gets up like i'm better than you yeah, she was better than everybody in the movie. Except for Put her in charge, I, man. I always, you know what? I, I always feel bad because Michael Bain is in that movie and he never got like anywhere. He was in like. Because he's so straightforward. The rock he's straightforward in every that. movie. Yes, he's in The Rock and then to, that's to get like, murdered. To get murdered. And then. Michael well, Bain can only play two characters the soldier or the cop. That's yes, all he can ever that's do. That's it. And he disappeared. He just. Yeah, it was like. Um, away. Oh, goodness. Speaking of The Rock, it was, it was, uh, it was the second in command of the Marine group. The set channel was David Morse. Yes. David yeah. Morse played. A cop, and then a soldier, and then a cop, a soldier, soldier, dirty cop, soldier, and then he was a cab driver in that weird CBS TV series. That's right. He was a he was like an avenging cab driver. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. he was like he was an ex cop in that he one. He was an ex cop who yeah who tur- basically turned kind of into like a, a kind of turned into a taxi driver. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so Redline, good book. Yeah, good book. It's, really yeah, good. If you, if you like that that type of thing, if you like. The, the the stuff in aliens yeah especially starship troopers the you know with a little touch total recall and stuff on yeah. it i think it's a book that you guys are are, are gonna enjoy like so i really like the art on it as a guy who likes a lot of like military type books i thought this was really really well done has a very good sense of feel and and environment for it as well so so three good books we've got red line that we really liked grass kings matt king's new book that we really like and batwoman a solid start after the uh, rebirth special batwoman number one and yeah, so I think that's going to do it for it this week. 
As always, uh, check us out at Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're on Instagram at Nerdables, although I don't remember the last time we posted a picture. Oh, no, we posted over the weekend because of R2, because Bono's on R2 for some reason. Got to listen to the show. Um, that's pretty much it. So for my partner, Sebastian, this is Chris saying we'll talk to you next week.